0: Hello, hello, what is up? It is a beautiful day or night, evening, wherever you're at around the world. This is your founder, host, Joshua Taylor of Break into the Future, where we break into all things crypto, blockchain right now, but it's all about AI, internet of things, electric vehicles, electric energy, solar, psychedelics, cannabis, anything you could think about, we're breaking into it. We got my guy Manny here, the founder of Crypto Do- Jobs Daily. What is up, my guy? How you doing, man? I'm very good, Joshua, and uh, thank you for having me on. Hey, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. I'm super pumped. Um, just excited to hear more about you. The people want to know, of course. Uh, just, just let's just have a great conversation. So, who are you? Um, yeah, anything you want to say? <laughs>
1: So yeah, I mean a little bit about myself. Uh, I mean in terms of you know my crypto background and, and how I got involved in this space. So like I'm one of these guys that they might call an OG. So I've been in crypto since like 2013, and you know when I first got involved in, in blockchain, you know eight years on now, I, I look back on it and you know in the beginning people have this idea of kind of wanting to to either be rich or you know get rich off Bitcoin and. You know, I look back over these eight years and all the stuff I've done, and more than anything, I probably just wanted to change a career in my life. Like, I wasn't happy with my job, what I was doing. I, I used to work in social work mm. uh, a long time ago, and then, you know, just, just before I became full-time crypto. And, you know, kind of moving into this space has, has been one of the most best things I've done in my life, just in a sense that everything's so new. It's so exciting. You know, we're yeah. working globally. So, yeah, I mean, you know, kind of been crypto for, for eight years now. And, you know, last year, really, I was looking for work myself, like in the last bear market. And last year, really kind of was struggling to find work, was struggling to, to kind of, you know, find a job that would suit, you know, with, with my experience. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, I just ended up setting up crypto jobs daily to, to kind of help people like myself and, you know, kind of help people transition into a full time crypto job. Mm-hmm
0: yeah that's awesome. And you, you talk about the you joined in 2012. did you um, you're like an OG. <laughs> so were, were you focused more like you say getting rich? were you like you had a social work job and you were just trading um, and then you got a job in crypto um, on a platform or on a, and what, what, what happened there right? You, you found out about it? Did you immediately get it? like what was your, your journey? On
1: that. that's a that's a really interesting question and you know for, for anyone who resonates with the early days you know um majority of people in that time to get involved in crypto you were either just going to buy the coins you know you had exchanges like mount gox which are no longer here unfortunately but RIP <laughs> people for all the mount gox guys and you no know, then then your other way to get involved was through mining and, you know, that's pretty much like how 90%, I would say, of people got involved in crypto, you know, who are pre-2015, like, 2016. Like, yeah, you had a mining rig, you kind of put that to work. And that's pretty much how I transitioned. Um, I had a full-time job. I, I then, you know, was doing T-shirt printing and, and a T-shirt hustle at the same time. Mm. And, you know, w- one of the main ways that I transitioned into this was we, we had a Bitcoin mining rig, right? And, you know, in them days... You have one of these things and it seems great and it seems like it's going to run forever and you know pump out you know two bitcoins every week as it was yeah but you know within a couple of months i quickly realized like you know there's more things i can do in this space and what mm. other value could i bring so yeah as i mentioned i had a t-shirt printing business i used to do company logos and you know parties and stuff like this and mm. One day someone just said, why don't you, you know, put a, a Bitcoin logo on a T-shirt and a hoodie and, and see what happens with this, see if anyone buys it. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. And, you know, within a couple of weeks, I, I remember selling a few pieces and thinking, wow, like, this is a really good way to start stacking up. Bitcoins is, you know, selling a product. Yeah. And whatever your pro- pro- profit margin would be, you know, just bank that in, in Bitcoins and see where it ends up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, over the next few years, kind of dabbled in a few other things, you know, a lot more mining, I would say that was kind of like my bread and butter. And, you know, if we fast forward to like 2016, 2017, really jumped back into the space, like seriously again at that point, you know, full time, no job, etc. And yeah, I mean, you know, mining was the thing at that time. I mean, it's been in the news recently about how people are moving from China but i think the thing we learned with that was it got more and more difficult and if you didn't have the funds of a you know uh let's say an investment vehicle or a small you know small to medium-sized enterprise yeah you know the little guy got forced out so the competition really came heavy (laughs) Mm -hmm. right and i think this is really a, a reflection of like how the industry has changed over the last eight years it's become a lot more efficient a lot more automated and you know the smaller guys now getting pushed out. Even if you look at, you know, investing in Bitcoin. I mean, yeah. You know who can afford twenty, 000, thirty thousand dollars for for one Bitcoin nowadays, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, and the institutions are here—the big boys
0: mm-hmm.
1: and girls. <laughs> so you know, and the, and the change is noticeable in that sense as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on that note, I guess like you know the one advice I always give to newer people is like if you're finding it difficult in the mainstream stuff, you know investing mining, trading, always look at these little niches that are being built in this space, and you know you'd be surprised how 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 much skills are needed you know from people who are not even got the skills it's people who are interested in that stuff
0: yeah, yeah, can you talk about some of those niches niche uh, niches that what what is what are the, some of those? Because some people that watch this might be like, I'm just trying to get my head around Bitcoin and blockchain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm really glad you asked that, Joshua. I mean, you know, moving on from, from where we were, kind of like when I said that 2017, 18 got into mining really heavy. I mean, yeah. anyone who remembers the last bear market, you know, a few years in, it got really difficult to make money off coins or, you know, marketing or whatever your skill was. Yeah. And for me, I was kind of looking at it like, right, I, I want to get a job in this space, but where do I start and what sort of, you know, skills can I bring? So I, I touched on it earlier. I was really struggling to find a job. I mean, you know, having six years experience in crypto in mining didn't really translate well on a resume when looking for, for a job, you know, right. <laughs> how yeah. do you, how do you show that, you know, aside from sending pictures of your mining rigs and that, you know, you can put one so kind of like one of the niches i noticed was is that no one's talking about how to get a job in blockchain or actually showing you how to do so yeah you know there's lots of people in this space who come over with a with a strong skill set in the real world right you know but how do they transition that into crypto so like an example of a niche i I could give is you know i was finding it difficult to find a job Mm -hmm. so instead of sending out countless more applications and hearing nothing back and getting dejected through that process What I decided to do was set up a podcast and interview the top 10 companies I actually wanted to work at and do a podcast under the disguise of like, hey, let's talk about your company and what it's like working there. That's smart, yeah. (laughs) So after a few episodes, you know, I realized that everyone I'm speaking to right now, the founder of the company or the, the chief operating officer, these guys are all hiring and having two issues. One, you know, they're a crypto startup. They don't have time to, to you know hire people you know everything's being done at breakneck speed and you know hiring is one of those things that can take a couple of weeks or months yeah from to, mm-hmm. to start to finish and then the second thing is they were really struggling to find experienced candidates who were you know suitable for the job yeah they could filter out from just a resume <laughs> So one of the things we spoke to him about on the podcast was like, well, why don't you think about using a company who's got, you know, a niche or a, a foothold in crypto, who knows a load of candidates and, you know, can speak to these guys with, with the expertise that's needed, you know, so if you're talking to someone who's been in blockchain, the, the worst thing you can probably do to put them off from working with you is is not understand the industry that they're in so you know an example I can give if someone said oh I remember investing in Ethereum in 2012 and mining it and you're like what you know Ethereum didn't come out till 2015 and Eight, yeah. till the end of that year you know a year after the ICO was done so kind of like a, a long story short you know one of the niches we we, we managed to build was connecting companies and job seekers and kind of putting those two in touch and you know delivering a like a a, a really efficient and top-notch recruitment service for both candidates and companies to to help fill these you know ever st- growing demand for for jobs in blockchain so yeah that's a little bit about our story i mean sorry if it's a, it's a really long but i mean no that's that's good like what so that's
0: What made you think, when did you start the podcast?
1: So maybe about a year and a half ago. It was actually just before Corona. I remember my wife got married at the time. we come back from honeymoon.
0: And I was like,
1: yeah, we want to get this podcast ready. So I remember (laughs) staying at our in-laws house, putting it together. And, you know, a year and a half on, we've now interviewed over a hundred companies in the blockchain space. Wow. uh, You know. (laughs) Congrats. Thank you. And, you know, one of the things I found with this is, Whenever you do something for the first time in crypto, if it's uncomfortable, it's inevitably something that's probably going to help you grow in this space. And, you know, once you've done it a few times and you, you you know, learn that it's not going to kill you. Yeah it becomes like second nature to the point of like, right, Hey, I've got two podcasts this week. Wow. That's the most enjoyable part of my week. Right. Cause it's, you yeah. know, I, <laughs> I know how to do I it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this is a really good example of like starting one thing and then pivoting into something else in this space. Like,
0: yeah.
1: you know, for, for our listeners out there, both clients and, you know, candidates, I'm dead honest, like I had no recruitment experience in my prior life to actually starting this company. and yeah, for some companies, that can make you feel nervous to think, well, how can I work with a guy who's only been running a recruitment company for a year? Well, the way I like to describe it is because I've got a social work background, you know I tend to work on that basis, so, know i'm used to working with a handful of clients at one time no more than four or five you know even less sometimes when i used to work in the prison service and as a result the one thing i've learned with this is like you know delivering results for clients in recruitment is no uh, no different from delivering results from you know um, clients in the social workspace like they have a need it's pretty urgent at the time you start working with them and if you can identify what that need is and how to, to, to address it and how to resolve it, mm. you know, with small, measurable, attainable and realistic targets, you know, we call it a smart plan. It means that whatever the problem is can be solved if you just break it down and work with the right people in place. Like, you know, I'm not going to be on it. I'm not going I, to be the guy who solves all your problems, but if I can put you in touch with the right people who can and, and help you look at that in a holistic way, then you know a really good example we can give is you know people who are struggling to find work in this space. We look at why and how and how we can resolve that. And you know within a few weeks we then completely change around their way of thinking and their ability to to land a job. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. So you you were you were mastering your skills in client services and people, really people with probably abnormal and extreme circumstances cases at times right so, Oh, this this is transferable to crypto <laughs> or any industry i, I could do this because I, I know people mm-hmm.
1: um, it's right? true. Awesome. you know push comes to shove any industry you deal with in the world doesn't matter whether it's you know fintech or whether it's dealing with you know social care or you know what your job deals with whether it's dealing with people or not we often find that there's a person on the end of that that you're gonna have to interact with at some point and if you have really good people skills you know, life tends to be a little bit easier for you because when people like you, they trust you. When they trust you, they want to work with you. And that's like the magic trifecta that we look at. Mm. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I guess on that note, like you know, for inspiring someone out there who thinks, well, how do I get a job in crypto? I've got no technical experience, yeah, got no degree in computing science. Well, you know, I'm a testament to that. I don't have any tech experience. I mean, I didn't use a computer until I was 22. You know, I'm talking like the early 2000s here, right? So, so, you know, the kids today, when they say they've got no tech skills, or even the people today, you do, it's just how can you transfer those skills and show a potential employer, like what value you bring with those skills? Yeah. Yeah,
0: what? That's awesome. Like, so it's like, you don't have to be this I was coding in my basement at twelve years old, like Vitalik. <laughs> Vitalik buterin for the viewers, he is the founder of Ethereum. Um, like a wizard mm-hmm. warlock god in the crypto space. Just for information, we try to we want to educate people here. So yeah. basically you're saying we you don't have to be the godfather of crypto to get into crypto.
1: Not at all. And you know, again, like coming back to my experiences when I first got involved in this space. I mean, You know, I went from a guy who was like computer illiterate and, you know, didn't like doing tasks on on a computer to to someone who's able to put together a computer miner from scratch, you know, in terms of the parts, put them together physically, then program it, start mining, you know, troubleshoot it for when things went wrong. And, you know, not only that, like, I remember my first crypto experience, actually, like buying Bitcoin and sending it, Um, you know, (laughs) wow explain that like for the viewers it's like
0: give us that like how the challenges like mm-hmm. in 2012 13 versus like in 2021 how different yeah. it,
1: how far have we come i mean like let's say for the so the for the first you know experience i had right and i mean you know when we're, we're not talking like big numbers here in terms of like dollar value but yeah you know, people my ear and think it sounds like a lot now but you know bear in mind it wasn't at the time so i remember we started off mining on gpu miners and for anyone who knows like in those days you could What's and then a gpu miner right really good question so for anyone who plays um, computer games on their pc as to, opposed to a console will know like you have your cpu which is like for your basic computing processes but then for the more higher power and the higher end and you know the better performance you have your gpu which is like you know a, a cpu on steroids mm. now a gamer will only ever need one GPU in his rig. And that, that's really what they're built for is, you know, providing computing power and enjoyment for people. I don't know how, but someone quickly caught on in the mining space that GPUs really provided, you know, really efficient mining power. So, you know, by 2011, 2012, you, you were finding that people were having computing rigs with three or four GPUs in them at one time. And that was really the maximum. And then, as the years progressed, we got to 2012, 2013. You were then having people having whole mining farms of these things, you know, instead of just being a bedroom miner, Mm -hmm. you know, one or two rigs. Yeah, you now going to like 10, 20, and this is what we became. But yeah, for a GPU rig, you know, it's um, it's basically like the the um, the way to 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 number crunch and solve these algorithmic problems that are needed for the mining networks on Bitcoin, Litecoin, you know Ethereum, all these bigger chains. And yeah, you know, I went from a, a GPU miner to then looking at getting more expensive um, mining rigs known as ASICs, which are like dedicated mining rigs for a particular algorithm. So you, know, you have your Bitcoin miners, you have your Ethereum miners right now. Uh, and coming back to where I was like, so we were going through that transition stage and I remember thinking, shit, I need to buy like a Asics rig. We're, we're going to be left behind, right? Yeah,
0: because you know, the computing around. power is getting stronger, and competition, right. and people need. We need two rigs. We need four. We need sixteen. We need a whole server, like <laughs> right, you know, place. Yeah. So is was that was that was happening? Is what I'm assuming. Hundred
1: percent. And you know, you describe it in a really good way. So it became like an arms race. Uh, you know, this happened in the blink of an eye within a couple of weeks of us starting. So. Wow. at this point i 'm now panicking, thinking right we spent thousands of dollars on hardware that may become obsolete. We n- now need to get new hardware,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I remember the day very well. I think it was like the, maybe the fifth of June two thousand and thirteen, for anyone who 's a buff and you know wants to maybe go back and check the price at that time. you know I think we were talking one hundred and twenty dollars a coin um back in those days so yeah. at this time this time i've got up on a saturday morning right and i'm like right I- i'm gonna spend the last bit of money i've got in my life i think it was actually a credit card loan that i had for, for you know sat around for security uh you know just just kind of you know um on the on the low and
0: uh-huh. i thought right i'm
1: gonna chop this into bitcoin right now so <laughs> <First> <laughs> <theory>. <laughs> So, you know, don't take this advice, anyone, for anyone listening out there. But this that is like a I good advice. Don't do this. <laughs> so this was a loan from a credit card, first of all. So, like, the most expensive loan you can get. Yeah. The actual money that I had sat around was to repay another loan that I had. So, like, this wasn't money I even had, you know, for security, like I was saying. And then the yeah, first yeah, thing uh, was, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm talking it into a highly volatile asset that at the time I didn't even know how to use, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was mining but i'd never actually bought and sold bitcoin i'd never used a wallet and at that point you know i was a complete newbie you know um, mm. so talking about like first dig experiences here this is like being thrown into the deep end where you know at the, in them days you know mount gox was your only fiat on ramp so i really struggled to kind of you know use that eventually i ended up going to local bitcoins which is still around today but you know you pay a premium and the process itself was you know I'm just looking back on it, it's crazy. You know, I remember buying 10 bitcoins off one guy, buying five off another. And then I got to about 20, 25 bitcoins. Remember, this is like only a hundred dollars at the time, right? So we're talking like two and a half thousand dollars or something here. Yeah. And then I got to the next purchase. I needed to buy fifty, by the way. I got to the next purchase, and this guy rang me out of the blue of my cell number. And I was like, Who's this? And he goes, Oh, it's so and so from local bitcoins. I'm like, What do you want? And he goes, oh, I just got to verify who you are before I can send you coins. I was like, why? He goes, just this is a process. And I'm like, what the hell? So this is like, obviously, again, this is like the first time I'm encountering KYC. You know, all, the, all my previous life, I've used the real banking world. You pay with your debit card. You never have an issue. No one checks who you are. Yeah. You know, worst case, you get a text on your cell, right, from the bank or whatever. So I remember, and then. I've eventually got like 50 bitcoins or whatever we needed to, to to send over to this to this company to buy these asics mm-hmm. and the next thing i know i've got to send it from the bitcoin qt wallet which you know took like a couple of hours to download on itself i mean you know for anyone listening now it ain't gonna take a couple of hours now you know more like a couple of weeks <laughs> um But yeah, I remember that whole process and I remember I had to send a signed message to this guy to verify that this was me, this was my ID, who I'm sending it, this is my name, my address, my order number. And I remember at the end of that afternoon, this was like a four to five hour process. Mm -hmm. I remember just lying down thinking, what the hell have I done? Like I've just sent $5,000 across the world to some guy in China. I don't even know his name and I don't even know his company and I don't know what I'm getting, when I'm getting it. And all I know is... I've sent it in bitcoins and i've got no refund process for this if this goes wrong yeah. so for anyone listening out there who often regrets or says to myself oh i wish i'd got in early, and you know i wish i'd done this i'm saying to you these are the risks involved and you know the people who did get in early they'd, they would they deserve the rewards of, of holding for so long because you literally didn't know if your money was safe or not. You know, you bought it off some sketchy exchange. They sent it to some wallet that you didn't know how to use. Yeah. And you know, that's like ground
0: zero guinea pig days. Like you did not 100% and taking all the risk
1: 100. And you often hear these horror stories about how people lose their seed phrase, their wallet. They try and load up an old wallet and they forgot on the password. Well, these are the things that we went through. I mean, in them days you didn't have a Trezor, you didn't have Coinbase. You know, no such thing as two-factor authentication. It was literally you're left to your own devices and, and there you go. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we're still trying, we were still trying to get
0: 3 and 4G up and, you know, that Web 2, right, wasn't <laughs> even built out all the way um, as it is today. So talk about being early. Um, what, what, what is it like now? Right. What explain that to someone who's still probably not even really into crypto that much, or just they hear
1: about Bitcoin, but they're not even probably don't even have a wallet yet. What is it like? So the biggest change I would say is is not only the the ease of use, but I think the amount of information that's available to educate before you get started. Mm-hmm. So you know, referring back to to my journey, when when that guy rang um, and said, "Can I have your ID?" We went through this whole conversation, and you know, he was like, um, he was saying to me, goes. I go, how do I get this off? And he goes, watch a video on YouTube. And I was like, thanks a lot for your help. But I mean, you know, at that point, there wasn't anything on YouTube. So he was kind of like tongue in cheek, right? Whereas now, you know, you type anything in on Google, YouTube, there's a wealth of information out there that can help. So I think, you know, for the newcomers now, like if you want to buy Bitcoin, someone mentions it, you can download the Coinbase app on your phone. You can instantly get set up and buy, but then you can also, you know, spend a few days on YouTube just, delving right into to you know projects getting expert advice you know all of the information that wasn't around here eight you know eight nine years ago yeah
0: yeah there's so many youtube channels and Mm -hmm. and all the exchanges are kind of educational yeah since coinbase probably being number one easiest for for onboarding um but yeah that's definitely was a big way for for me to learn was just like surfing i'm already a super curious person but in terms of going back to your expertise now and what you know getting away from the mining world and finding that that niche into the recruiting career um career space when you delve into that and it was a problem that you were solving for yourself I see as I was, you know, diving into it, there's so much information. It's like, what is legit? Yeah. So as you're helping people in sourcing talent, like how do you direct people um, as they are wanting to get skills and learn more about crypto? Like what what's your frame? What's you all's framework of crypto jobs daily? How do you all operate? How does it work?
1: That's a really good question. I mean, you know we touched on this earlier i mean think right now in the blockchain space there's really a, a lack of you know skills and experience and exactly. i think the key thing that we find with companies is they're looking for people who have done the same job in blockchain before and that's very understandable so yeah. you know if they're looking for a marketing person they're always going to choose the person who's got marketing experience at another blockchain company and quite recently so on that note like one of the frameworks we always kind of look for with candidates is when we speak to them is like okay let's talk a little bit about you know your working experiences your understanding of the blockchain and actually like, what are you looking for in this space like is it a change of you know career so you know are you looking to go from one sector into this one and do the same job or are you actually looking for an actual change of job role and blockchain is the way you want to facilitate that and you want to start afresh in this industry. So I guess that's the first thing we usually ask. And, you know, from that, we can then glean like a little bit more about the person, what they're looking for. And, you know, one of the, the key things that I love about blockchain and crypto in general, Joshua, from, especially from the early days is that if you can show initiative in this space and take that first step, you will often find that you've got a foot ahead of you know ninety percent of your competition in this space. And you know when when I say that is like you know example I could give is let's say we speak into a someone who's wanting to to transition into crypto, right? And they, they've got real world experience in the same job, but they haven't got any experience in crypto working in that role. Yeah. So the first advice we always give is like, well, have you ever thought about volunteering in this space, or you know, considering an internship, or you know, even better still, like volunteering in the projects that you're invested in, because you already know the community, you know the company, what they're doing. If you've invested your own time and money into that, clearly you've got a rationale behind why you invested your money. You think it's you know either you believe in the team or the product or you know whatever. And you know, with this Joshua, like it, I've never ever seen a company turn someone down when they offer to volunteer. why would they (laughs) you know the 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 founders and the the people running that company they're they're doing 20 things at once so someone comes along and says hey i can help with this i've got experience
0: yes they're
1: they're like begging for
0: help right
1: (laughs) exactly and you know so that's the first recommendation we always make and with that you know people can choose how little or how much they want to invest into that you know whether you want to do an hour a day whether that's five hours on a weekend Mm you know 10 hours in a month so totally up to you Again, that way you can get a better feel for like what fits for your lifestyle in terms of work, but also you're now building contacts in the space. So, you know, you do work for one company, he's, he's going to say, hey man, I've got this guy, he's great, you know, he's really good at this, he's looking for a full-time job, I can't give him one, but if you, I noticed you guys have got one going, would you consider him? So, you know, that's one way we really say to people like, you know, when we do a discovery call is like, Find out what you want and try it out first without, you know, taking too much of a risk, you know, without leaving your job, without transitioning and finding you don't like it. Mm. So, you know, that's one really kind of soft way we, we help people. And the other way we like to help is also just looking over their resume. I mean, people worry about this a lot and they say, oh man, I haven't got anything on my resume related to crypto. And say, well, all right, let, let's look at what you've done. So, Have you invested in crypto? Yes. Okay. You know, that involves kind of like analysis, it involves research, it involves management, it involves networking, it involves, you know, kind of gathering information from a variety of sources. Like, how can we put that into a couple of bullet points to show what you've done so far in this space and what you've been successful at? And then, you know, one of the ones we really like to say to people is like, talk about the growth of your Twitter account you talk about the way you've networked and how you've met people even talk about like how you researched the projects and you found it early compared to other people what was the methodology in that how did you kind of follow through with it you know how did you maximize your gains and inevitably people always want to talk about like their financial gains in crypto as a way of kind of quantifying themselves why they can do a job or why they're skillful so one of the other ways we like to talk about people or people can talk about how they've developed in this space Mm -hmm. is their ability to network and grow uh, relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, saying, Hey, I know this guy from, you know, this project and we got in touch through meeting at this community and this network. And I, I I talked about this people like, Hey, I love that because when you reach out in this space, doors open. So you know, it's another thing we recommend to candidates is don't be shy because I mean i'm not old right but i'm coming up to like the late 30s and you know i remember 15 20 years ago when i wanted to change careers man i got doors shoved in my face people would say no you don't have a degree no you don't have the right suit you don't come from the right area you don't have the right experience i'm telling you now one of the things i love about blockchain no one will ever say that to you exactly we're learning on the job here right so you know, that that's one key piece of advice we always give to candidates is don't feel shy about, you know, learning, asking the, the information's on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for that.
0: That's that's key because I think that's where kind of the move is going when you think about blockchain, crypto, this decentralization word that's been, you know, that's really happening in terms of, hey, if you can add value to a project, or, hey, I want to help at crypto jobs daily. I could create content or I could write or I could do, do something cool or useful. It's like, oh, I'll have at it. And people putting, like like you said, if people are having skin in the game, it's like proof of work, right? Proof of work and proof of stake. If I have proof of work, then, hey, I I can get on this team or I could help out or, you know, I could add value to not just one project but multiple projects and people having more ownership of not just the work they do, but their ability to get on their career, like
1: take ownership mm-hmm. of their career. Um, so, yeah, it's, that's really awesome. It's true. And, and just on that note, Joshua, like, in terms of like career as well, mm-hmm. like the one thing I love about this space, you know, and I can see it in front of my eyes with the people we speak to, I've never known an industry where you can start off, let's say at the, the lower ends of uh you know the industry and work your way up within one or two years you know it's, it's ridiculous how quick people progress i mean i see people starting roles as community managers within two years they're like the head of growth or the head of marketing or the head of bd you know they've got an equity share they're one of the you know early founding members you know it, it's insane to see how quickly people can, progre- can progress in, in their careers here why is that why are people progressing so quickly I I, I am glad you asked that. And I think one of the things is, is like if you can show loyalty to a company and, you know, bear in mind, majority of projects are startups. I mean, even Binance, even though it's five years old or four years old, even yeah, four years old. I mean, technically it's still a startup, right. You know, in terms of like, it's it's a baby, Um, (laughs) you know, and, and I think one of the reasons why people progress is like, if you can show loyalty, if you can show innovation, if you can you know help drive a project from just a great idea and a great group of people into like you know one of the leaders in it in its in its space companies reward you because again this is crypto right we're, we're doing new things a lot of the founders in these startups they're doing this for the first time so they're happy to reward you in the journey this is this isn't like the corporate sector where you have to account for every minute of your day you have to wear a suit to work and, you know, you have to go to conferences and, you know, yes, sir, for the next 10 years making teas and what have you not. This is like, you're working from home, you're working in your joggers, you know, your shorts, your t-shirt, and they value much more for the work you deliver rather than what you look like. And, you know, what, what, you know, school you came from. Yeah. Yeah. You can even say socially, it's changing how we do business. Um. 100%. And, You know, other thing is with this note, like, you know, I've never seen such an accepting community. Yeah. You know, um, doesn't matter what your name is. Doesn't matter what country you come from. Doesn't matter what you look like. Like, if you can do the job here, they'll take you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's making me want to go around and talk about like the metaverse and talk (laughs) about how that you play to earn. Mm-hmm. And you have all these like the new jobs that don't exist, yeah. right? <laughs> so, like crypto jobs daily, actually signing like okay, gaming people, okay, you could <laughs> earn thousands and thousands of whatever coin or dollar equivalents in these play to earn games or these different type of metaverse worlds. where hey, you come to the office in this metaverse, <laughs> but, like hey, we need people to come here and work or build or whatever like what do what um what's up with that let's just like nerd out on that i guess
1: i'm really glad you asked it i mean like as a company ourselves i'm really big on the gaming space we work with some of the leading gaming companies in blockchain like anamoka brands engine dapper labs yeah and one of the cool things i've really found with this is like the metaverse itself is creating a whole new industry because don't forget, when you're in the metaverse, you're actually a person. You're a physical person, right? Because people can see you. Your movements are physical. You're traveling in a in a in a in a physical world. Let's say, even though you know you can't touch it and feel it. Well, in the in the metaverse, you can't uh, yet. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, exactly. You know, I can give an example. Like at some point in the metaverse in the future, there'll be you know taxi drivers that are needed. There'll be pl- pilots. You know, there'll be all sorts of people. It sounds funny now, right? But <laughs> yeah. it's only a matter of time and. You know a part of that will be you know we, we've talked about this as a company is like people want to do their day to day tasks in the metaverse because although it sounds silly now, you know we envisage the idea of us having a a, a metaverse based office where mm-hmm. yeah. uh, while we're doing interviews now with candidates all over the world you know and we're doing zoom calls and it's great and what have you know we we would really love the idea of having a physical office well you know a, a, an office let's say in the metaverse yeah where you know you can drop in and you can say hey manu how's it going man i mean uh, i just started this new job and i really like it and you know i want to leave a review for you and i say thanks can i sign a card or do you have like a wall of fame or you know we're kind of looking at these and yeah yeah new 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 concepts yeah right yeah you know we're looking at the same with companies like would they want to do job interviews and you know i know that um decentraland is probably one of the biggest and i know kraken have got a really big office there right now or a plot of land let's say and honestly joshua i only see it as a matter of time and i'm talking like months not years here where companies all met you know migrate and they you know just how we went from like having a digital a a real world office address on a letterhead and sending a letter out for a job offer, yeah. and having a physical interview, I very much seeing seeing a transition like where companies went from real world to digital, and are now going to go from digital to metaverse. And you'll see crypto companies at the forefront of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The next the next six to twelve months, it's like people are going to start heading into Decentraland, Crypto voxels, Sandbox. You know big country and building their own worlds and then like eventually the web two companies are like oh like i think i need to look into this <laughs> um and yeah over the next three like between this bitcoin having cycle um and you know the next 2024 i think we'll see that growth 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 like gradually then suddenly it's just like wow um but we we're still in those developing
1: stages and you know I kind of see it as a natural transition as you know in the early days of crypto we went from a a bitcoin talk forum to then going over to social media you know twitter and then we went eventually to to telegram and discord for instant communication and I'm seeing the same here you know at some point even you know like you said the next couple of months we'll see a progress of people communicating in metaverses we're already seeing it now yeah as a result, we'll see a whole new jobs economy pop up, you know, um, builders, Man. artists, yeah. uh, um, designers, all sorts, you know, job boards, you know, <laughs> recruitment yeah. companies, um, you know, clothing stores, all sorts. I mean, I, I don't even think we see the the tip of the iceberg right now. We haven't even seen like.
0: We're like playing with like sample food, like, mm-hmm.
1: hey, you want to taste this? Like,
0: <laughs> like, there's no buffet, there's no like, you know, top chefs. There's nothing. It's not even. We're we're still building the foundational infrastructure. Um, what if we were since you're an OG? Congrats to being an OG crypto OG. What if this is like okay, like Web 1.0, right? Like the dot com like where would you say we are if you had to throw a year out of there like oh this is like 2001 or whatever where are we in terms of web 3 like in terms of like the 90s 2000s what year would you put it at
1: so it's a really good question i mean i'm old enough to, to actually remember when the internet came out in the mid 90s you know we had an aol c- c- CD, oh, not even a cd one of them floppy disks you put it in you loaded it from your phone so i, I remember the whole dot com well and I'm gonna say it like this. So, like, I remember doing my f- first like e-commerce transaction. Let's say early like, two thousands, two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Wow. <laughs> so, like, using eBay, buying trainers or sneakers for for our American audience, buying sneakers from from the states. And yeah, I would say like where we are now probably reminds me of like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Mm -hmm. so we've gone past the initial like e-commerce stuff like i would say that's representation of like the exchanges and stuff like that i think we're actually past that now and i think now because we're connecting people Mm -hmm. you know as we talked about through metaverses through communities through you know investments of coins what have you not I think we're very much now kind of in like the very early days of like social media. So like, you know, as I said, the late 2000s, people are using Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, mobile communication. Do you think we're that far along in crypto world? I I do. And the reason I say that is, you know, I look at like the breakneck speed of companies and how they're set up in this space. And Mm. I think what we're finding crypto that we didn't find in like traditional growth of like the internet. These mm-hmm. things go wrong a lot quicker here, and as a result, when they've gone wrong, people fix it a lot quicker, and then a new version comes out. Because you think because there's more people, it's an open source, so it's like yes, exactly. It's like Wikipedia. You could just I, fix exactly. it. Right there. And I think the other thing is as well because we're working across borders here, mm. and you know everything is decentralized. Or the actual ethos is. It only takes like two guys or five guys across the world for an idea to get together in a telegram group. Two days later they've got a protocol up and running, right? You know, and there's no money gone in, there's no regulation, no forming of a company, no who's gonna get how many shares. Just do it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What what is the future of the workforce look like when you can just instantly create a DAO, create a company, create a protocol, I, create buy some land? Like in just in virtual metaverse land and just go. What is a, what does so, the world look like? How does
1: government even keep up with that? <laughs> I'm really glad you mentioned this because I think this is a key thing that we're looking at as a company and talking to our clients about. Like with the growth of DAOs, mm-hmm. you know, we're now looking at potentially a different way of hiring staff, of retaining staff, but also a different way of how actually staff are going to be involved in your project, right? You know, exactly. who are they reporting to now? So I'll take Maker as like the prime example. Like Maker's a project around for four years now. It's a leading DeFi protocol. It's very much at the heart of innovation. And you know, if anyone who doesn't know, these guys transitioned over into a DAO in the last couple of months. So, what is know, a DAO actually? We we brought it up, but I just <laughs> wondered, what is a DAO? Yeah. So, so for anyone who doesn't know, the acronym is a decentralized autonomous organization. But to put that into layman's terms it's basically a contract that can be put together with any parameters that's you know desired and it's basically a, an organization run on the values of this contract so yeah. you know whatever things you want to program in can be done and that can be either managed by you know stakeholders can be managed by the community can be managed by token holders you know whichever way kind of like the the, the the organization would see fit but what they're trying to do away with is this like hierarchical top-down structure of a CEO, you know, the, the, the lower hierarchy and then, you know, the, the workforce underneath. And, you know, people are very much looking at, well, well you know, the, the, the traditional company ownership model that you get with st- shareholders and the hierarchy still doesn't lead to the voice of the people. I mean, you know, just in our lifetime, we've seen so many scandals, Enron, you know, the the whole, I mean it's too many to think of really I'm not a traditional finance guy but I'm, I'm sure there's more we could dig out and wow. these were all down to mismanagement from the top down right and the, the wow. shareholders were the ones who got screwed over mm-hmm. idea with DAO is that the community are the ones who run these but you know with that comes a lot of responsibility and you know part of this is like okay how do we manage the team and what's someone's job now these are the very early days right so I'm talking about if you get into the right project now for DAO, and you've been there and you're a community member, they might actually just make a job for you because who knows better about their project than you. And you know, if there's not a job already right now, what you want to do, they might just make one for you. Yeah. You know, on the downside of it, you could think you've got a little bit less job security. if The community is voting on these things, but I'm going to say like this, as someone who's been around in crypto, the community is make and break for everything like projects tokens exchanges you name it you know community you live and die by it so one of the things you're going to find especially with the years, early years in the especially with hiring and getting jobs at these companies take the chance of getting involved in them put your name forward in the hat because like i talked about earlier if people like you they trust you. If they trust you, they want to work with you, and they'll op- inevitably give you an opportunity that might not have been there yeah. if you just sent over your resume, for name and you know, an application. Yeah, that's
0: real. That's that's nuggets, guys. I hope you are listening. Uh, people <laughs> like you. They trust you. If they trust you, they want to work with you. Uh, that's mm. that's that should be an
1: NFT. <laughs> You know, on that note, Joshua, just as we wrap up here, like, you know, there was a person, a mutual friend that we were talking about just before we started on the podcast. Yeah. Like, how I found him a job or how it helped him get into a job, right, is mm-hmm. he reached out to me and he goes, oh, there's a famous saying that, you know, from Kobe Bryant or something like that, or, you know, famous sports star in the States. And he goes, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. So he goes, here I am taking my shot and I hope I score So I was like, man, I'm going to reply back to this guy. (laughs) because That's (laughs) not him. him Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he reached out and because he was friendly, I liked him straight away. Because I liked him, I took the time to actually say, hey, let's jump on a call and see what we can do to help you find work. Now, this guy had a great resume, but he had no crypto experience. And. You know, I talked about it earlier, like companies are looking for this as their first filter. So if you don't have it, you know, there's candidates out there that do, they'll unfortunately just pass you over and go for the guy who has. But in this guy's case, because I really liked him and because he had the really the right attitude, we said, right, what can we do to kind of mitigate this? And we worked and we worked and basically we, we kind of tried enough interviews and applications for him to get in front of enough people yeah inevitably he just sold himself you know he's he's sometimes just getting yourself in front of people yeah and this is all it takes right so again guys like if you are looking for something and you're finding it hard Mm -hmm. reach out to the specialist in that space and just take a shot right if they're not going to help you immediately try someone else if they're not helping you try again you know be persistent yeah again if they're not helping you immediately show them something that you've done off your own back yeah. But then they take an interest in and say, "Wow, I want to Yeah.
0: Definitely. That's that's real. Like that, yeah, i mean there's not enough there's so many jobs that there people are like listing out there and not enough people to fill them. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely right for for crypto jobs daily to be helping, you know, people get their leg up and get into the industry. How uh, what's your number one focus now through like the rest of the year and just like then like july summer twenty twenty two where do you want to be uh as a as a company and then like what's the overall vision for
1: crypto jobs daily so I'm really glad you asked this I mean again like not coming from a traditional recruitment background like for me you know the the numbers don't really mean much you you'll often find recruiters are all about having like a whiteboard open then how many targets hit the <laughs> right. You know they ring a bell for every time they get a placement because all they care about inevitably is the fees that they get and how much money they're making for us i don't really care about the money money secondary i mean i've been in crypto long enough now where i'm comfortable financially and you know i'm I'm, I'm happy in my life what i'm doing the main thing we're looking for is growth as a company is just building the relationships with the clients we want Yeah, like you know we've got a a clear focus that we don't want a certain number of clients or more than that because we won't be able to deliver a constant service but the main thing we're looking for is like in a year's time is that candidates we've placed now are really going to be senior in a year's time in the company and the the, the sectors that they're in yeah and we're kind of looking at like how can we continuously train people to continuously develop their skills in blockchain, because as you probably know, there's so much coming out nowadays. Like, unless you're looking at things twenty four seven, you get left behind, right? Not keep up, even if you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I I think our next phase of growth as a company is, you know, we've got established now in terms of placing candidates and helping clients fill their jobs. Mm -hmm. We really want to help the candidates grow now. So that's kind of people from the the, the bottom level, like we're we're kind of starting up a coaching academy in the near future where we work with clients and and candidates to say, right, what do companies need and what do actually candidates lack and how can we help with that? And then, the next stage is, you know, for the people already working in this industry and looking to take that next step up, we're really looking at like career development plans, like how can you transition, you know, and also for clients on that stage as well, when they're looking to, to get the best of the best, yeah. we're also looking at their organization and saying, you know, how can you improve your working practices? What can you offer to staff what they're not getting already? And and also like looking at helping them in their hiring, you know, as As companies are growing right now, sometimes they they have so many things that hiring tends to be left to one side until it's an urgent matter.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I see crypto jobs daily being this like full service, full house, uh, human capital stack. Um, I won't call it a company, I'll call it a stack. (laughs) You kind of start with the base layer of someone in crypto, right? That newbie. And they keep putting on layers, um, on on their crypto resume or who they are, and they just keep getting better and better through you all's, um, through you all's layers. So it's really cool. I'm um, really
1: excited for you and uh and crypto jobs daily. Most definitely, and yeah. you know, just just kind of as we wrap up, Joshua, you know, it's been a real pleasure kind of being on the show, but. For anyone who's listening out there and thinks, you know, I want to transition or I want to speak to us, you know, you're more than welcome to reach out. Um, I'm sure you'll leave the link in the description, but yes. anyone who wants to get in touch, you can go on our website at www.cryptojobsdaily.com, or you can always hit me up on Twitter at Crypto Jobs Daily. And, you know, I would love to kind of hear from anyone out there who's looking to either, you know, get a new job in crypto or, you know, actually looking to start a brand new career in this space. Yeah. Yeah definitely we're definitely
0: going to plug you manny and crypto jobs daily it's 13 hours yeah this is awesome as as we close up um i'll definitely put those notes below thanks man for your time this was awesome this was cool crypto og i appreciate your knowledge and wisdom uh and in your 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 new nft quote (laughs) that
1: we're gonna work on getting out Thank you. No, it's been a real pleasure. And, you know, we'd love to come back on, like, in the next year, Joshua, would see how yeah. things have gone and, and talk about, like, all things jobs related as well.
0: Yes, definitely. I, I can only imagine where it's going to be a year from now.
1: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, so, again, thank you very much for having us on, Joshua. It's been a real thank pleasure. You.
0: Thank you, man. We'll talk soon and uh, have a great rest of the day and week. Thank you. All right. Peace. Yo, what's up? That was my guy Manny from Crypto Jobs Daily. I'm gonna leave his information in below and in the podcast the same. Man, hey, if people like you, they trust you. If they trust you, they want to work with you. So, Manny, that's his quote. <laughs> we'll get it in NFT. We'll see. Uh, but definitely a lot of nuggets. History of you know his mining experience back in the day, uh, being a social worker so hey anybody can go into this space you just got to be hungry persistent and just contribute that's the future is just contributing to a project you don't have to be on a team that's what decentralization is giving power to the people to contribute and to put their uh, skin in the game put the money where their mouth is and their work where their mouth is so hey we're breaking through the future all things future crypto, blockchain EV, solar psychedelics cannabis frontier tech deep tech the future you put in the blank autonomous vehicles we out here love you guys peace